Turn it up. The mic. On everything I love, all we love is this life. For the love, for the mic. For the love, for the mic. And you already know you locked in with your host DJ JSO. And you already know what's going on. We got another special guest in the building. We've been doing this all year, man. We bringing y'all these catalysts in the drop that game, man. So listen, you better stay locked in for the full hour because I'm going to introduce y'all to my guest. What's up, DJ Lil? So what's poppin', man? How you doing today? Not much, man. I'm good. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. It's a good day. Nice weather out. It's about to be 80 this weekend. Yo, I just was looking at that as I left the house. Because I, I usually pop, uh, throw on like a black leather jacket or a jean jacket or something. But I was like, uh, I don't know. 73 seemed a little high. I was like, no, bro. I can't do that, fam. It's, it's breaking, man. Summer's coming. So how, how you feeling today, man? So what's your plans? I'm good, man. No, I just came down. I came down to rec, you know, to had a show with you, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. No and, doubt, no doubt. And a lot of behind the scenes where I got emails and voices, all the, the bullshit no one wants to see about DJs. No, effects. And you here all the time, too. So um, before we get into a little bit of your background, tell a little bit of people about what you do here at Rec. Um, what I do here at Rec, man, I'm, I'm in the studio. I'm in the studio often. I'm working on a project right now. And just networking, you know, they, they motto is this is like a gym for creators. You come and mm, you just got to put the work in. I like that. So every time I'm here, I try to make the most, you know, meet someone new every time I'm here and um, take advantage of the opportunities that Rec offer to us creators. That's fact. See, I, I think for me, um, when I first learned about it, uh, shout out Sly, who gave me my, my tour around here, yes, man. Yes, first tour, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, it was like just um, having somewhere to just kind of even do the work. You know what I mean? A lot of times when you're in a house, you can't focus. Like, you got the TV going. Music you, playing. You got people coming in and out. It's so much going on. Like, especially us. Like, me and you, we DJs, right? So, we try to make a mix and... It's somebody in the background. It might throw you off, or you might you might miss your cue. So, for me, it was just that. Like I just got a space where I could kind of come, and I don't got to worry about the distraction, and I could just get the work done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I actually been a member since the old wreck when it was on Knife and Diamond. I, I haven't been there. Yes, it was four flights. You mean four flights to the top of the warehouse? Great space. It was you no know, more intimate. Right. Which was a good setting for me. You know, I got to meet a lot of people and learn them. I mean, like you know connect with them faster facts um then they moved here they closed down for a couple months to transfer everything and now we we had the so you knew million you, dollar. you knew dave and will and all of them before we even got here and yes before they moved here because the wreck right. was still a thing it okay. was just in a smaller space yeah so yeah i met them um you know that's also another i had built a personal connection with them because i was there i lived down probably three blocks from the old wreck i used to just walk down the street i mean well this like the this is probably like the second or third time i'm hearing about this but tell me a little bit more because I, I wasn't around when when wreck first started out and i didn't know what, what was going on like even when sly first showed me around i still was new like it's only now that i've been seven months a member that I'm like, oh, I know what's going on. I, I gotta get part of the program. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I joined Rec the year they moved here. So right. I want to say I joined that summer. They moved here in December. Yeah. So I was there for a couple months. It's really it was in a top floor of a warehouse. They had their own little section. They had I think three, two, three studios. That's dope. Um, you know the what's it called co-working space. The co-working space was no bigger than probably the dance studio. It was like real. <laughs> Real small, not small, but, but people you know, still people, came. People though. came, you know, whiteboards in there, yeah. beanbag chairs. You know, we come, be chilling in there, right? Yeah, I think the only thing, man, was four flights up, double flights, <laughs> one one. That's one floor, one one two. Yeah, 
Yo, so you had to be a dedicated to creative. You was coming to climb all of them stairs. Yes, like. yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. So, all right. Now that we, we talked about Rec for a little bit, now we could talk about DJ Lil. We're here for DJ Lil today, DJ. man. We're here to talk about what you been got popping because I, I seen a couple of things you post up on um, Instagram where you talked about, um, you know, doing like some of your friends' parties and stuff like that. And then now you, the DJ Lil you are today. So tell us a little bit about your earlier journey. It's my earlier journey, man. Um, I was motivated by DJ Diamond Cuts, Swizzy Mac, DJ Pops, Tiz, and everybody during the 2011, 2012 club scene. And at that time, I was 12. I started making party music. Right. So um, making party music, start linking up with Tiz and everybody. You know, Mr. Nike Man, shout out to Tiz. Hey, oh, um, you told me. I remember that. I'm the Nike <laughs> yeah. Man. I'm, that was, yo, bro, that was a hit. Motivational, like, man, motivational. Um, Yeah, so I've been doing that, making party music in high school, some... Feel my song go viral, you know. Some of them are still pushing hundreds, hundreds of thousands on SoundCloud. That's what's up, bro. And I, I haven't released, you know, a party song. I did actually just released one last week on YouTube for the first time, and I want to say like five, six years. Okay, is that is that is that the one that I, I put in the video? Yes. What, what is that called? Because I, I I was like, I wonder if this is his mix. Yeah, it's called um, it's called where it's WYG's Where You Going? It's from my artist okay. Smack Beats from his uh, project he dropped on Valentine's Day. Hey, shout out Smack Beats. Shout out Smack Beats. That's that's my boy, man. One of the most talented artists in the city. And, um, you know, Shake That Shit is popping and everything. So he just wanted to, you know, follow the trend. He wanted to Facts. get a song out. And me being me, I, mean, I got it done for him. So that's out right now. I think we had a couple hundred plays in a couple of days. Yeah, and see, that that right there, um, I think is incredible how, um, I wouldn't even say just Philly creatives, but creatives in general. Like, we'll see what's something that's going on. And instead of like, and it's easy to follow a trend, right? But when you kind of take, you step back and you recreate it and make something completely new and not just that you add somebody some another creative you like look bro come with me yes. like I, I got this idea come with me like bro i think that's the best part about being a creative and even in being in spaces like this oh yeah man like i walk i walk in some days man and just like i, I started engineer about a year ago as well okay and then i'm, I'm on the specialist page at rec so people were just like hey you're special oh so so you've you've done the the, the certification yeah i'm, I'm, I'm gonna get in there next yeah it's super <laughs> man it's, it's availability is nice and yeah but people just come in like hey, i heard you engineer can, can i get you for a session like yeah man i came here to do some emails but you know let's, let's cook up and make some heat for the city you feel me facts so, facts so um how did you um go how did you first get into like kind of doing the parties as a dj because i know some djs kind of we kind of just start doing you know mixing music on our own because we just love the music right yeah so when when did you um actually get into events i was um i started doing family events you know i feel like that's the that's the first place to start as a dj um free start you know do your cousin's birthday parties they cookouts and whatever whatever I started around the same time. I, was, I started producing. I was only 12, 13. Okay. Um, actually, I hated the name DJ Lil. It was so generic and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you keep it? I, I, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to All that. All right, right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We going to digress, we people. Digress. We digress. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So high school, I'm like, I'm DJ Lil. 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever. And then I think when in high school, when my songs blew up, and it was like in the midst of like, yo, I'm about to change my name. I don't even remember what it was. But then I was like, DJ Lil, I'm verified in high school, right. on Instagram. I'm getting 100,000 plays on SoundCloud. I said, shit, they know DJ Lil now. I might as well just stick to it. 
And uh, one of my friends, you know, I was I was a hoodlum on Twitter. I had like you know one of the hoodlums, nice town look, right. and all this other stuff. He took my phone. He knew my password and everything. He took my phone on all my socials. I mean, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Changed everything to I am DJ Lil. He said, "This your brand now." Oh man! And so then, it wasn't even your choice. Yeah, sixteen. Like yeah, well, I'm, I'm DJ Lil. And I was just I just rope rocked with it. Right, and, and so you know what's crazy is. A lot of people feel like that about their name. Some people is, is you get forced and kind of like this, this, this into a corner. I think for me it was like kind of like that because at first a lot of people don't know it was Jaso Guapo, but I had to drop the Guapo because there's like a thousand Guapos out there, right? So if you want to, and as a DJ, it's a thousand DJs, so you need to have a name that stand out or that's not that's not like anybody else's. So. For me, it was just dropping a guap, dropping a guapo, and just going with J So. J So, <laughs> yes. And um, I actually wound up building the brand behind I Am DJ Lil, and it's, it's a play on my, my my musical project I got coming up. Uh, Who am I? Okay. And, um, oh, so you about to drop a, a tape? I'm dro- I'm dropping an album. Hopefully, he said I'm, it's an album. It's an album. Yes. Go crazy. Go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like one of those things. I actually got DJ Lil trademark. Yeah. So there will be another DJ Lil. See, there you go. <laughs> There's the bomb. There's, There's the, the bomb. bomb. The gem right there, man. You know, get your LLC, my name and everything. Uh, trademark, my logo, and DJ Lil as a as its own. So. All right, well, well, now we gotta digress again, bro. We gotta mm-hmm. we gotta come back again. We gotta come back. How did you go from? Cause you, you would you just, we was just talking about house parties. We can't confuse the people. We gotta tell them how did you go from throwing house parties, showing love for the fam, making no bread to. I mean, I am DJ Lil. Uh, DJ Lil. Um, it was college. Okay. Um, college. I am a well-known PA DJ. Okay. Uh, I went to IUP, second biggest party school in the state, next to Penn State. Yes, indeed. Um, I linked up with my man DJ Swelly, who's now, um, business partner, best friend in college, and uh. Our first, my first week up there, I threw a mansion party. Okay, I shut down probably like an hour, and it was literally thousands of people came from across the state. Ooh, was it so? It was that crazy? Yeah, it, it was like a Project X job. Behind you, I'm seven, I'm 18. I've been in college for a week. We've been selling tickets since before I graduated high school, and I got accepted. And said, "Yeah, we about to go shut IUP down." Um, it went crazy. Twitter went crazy, and now. DJ Lil Cross PA so, man. Let me ask you about that. Can you account uh, for like your activity on Twitter um, during your high school days for a lot of the popularity? No, see, my, my Twitter phases was weird. Like I'll be on Twitter for a couple years and get off, mess with the gram, and then get back on Twitter, get off. But um, college, that's when I found out. Like Twitter, this is the age group for you mean. Right. So I was very active on, uh, very active on Twitter in college. And um and Snapchat, Snapchat, Snap- was, oh yeah, Snapchat. I was, was getting jumping. there too. Yeah. Uh, when I when I my freshman year, that was the biggest thing for us. It was like if you had a Twitter account or if you had a Snapchat, because it was uh what do you, what do you call it? Um, it's like a Snap chain. Uh, streaks, streaks, exactly. Yeah, streaks. People would do streaks. They'd be like, add me to your streak, add me to your streak, and everybody would be Talking doing these crazy every day. Exactly, <laughs> do a streak, and it's like it's random videos of your friends just saying random stuff. That have to do with what you just said last And it's crazy um, So I think for us um, Throwing like just the, the On a dorm level party mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of made it so You know like so massive right Cause yeah. like we were able to be like Yo dorm party tonight and everybody's like streaking that And then next you know we yeah. all pop out Campus pop out And then um 
Yeah, man. I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of parties go viral on Twitter from IUP and like like swag serve. Uh, what they fly? Yeah, fly. They mentioned me on Twitter, rocking. That's dope. Yeah, a lot of great stuff, man. But um, so that's just like that was like my college scene. Did families, and I started doing college stuff. So was the um college the first time you ever got paid for a gig? No. Well, I should ask you when. When man. is the first time you ever got paid for a gig? Hey, like and how much? Family. Dollar parties. I think I got a bean. Dollar parties. Was now. it your dollar party? No, it was um, it was no. This back when like you yeah. know Team Nike, no picks, and everybody okay. was having parties. So it's like 2013, 14, right? Maybe even a little before that. But uh, dollar party on area, man. That's crazy. I remember that? It was lit. And it's funny though, cause like uh, a dollar party, you wouldn't even think a, a dollar party would make that much. Like you know, cause like is it. A hundred people at a dollar party is is a lot of people. Yeah, in a, in a basement, I mean, a basement, or, or <laughs> concrete basement on the washer. <laughs> like, yes. yo, everybody remember those days, man. I think those was like the best times, though. You know, like, like you said, those Team Nike, Dollar Boys, uh, 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 YBE, all, 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 all of them, like. That was like the real time of music, I think, because we we let our creative creativity shine without being like so. I think now because of social media, everybody's so uh, cautious of being judged. Yes, um, I find myself in that position sometimes too, where I'm like, oh, let me not, let me just sit here and just relax. Cause not I, speak on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you can't. Um, a lot of times you don't want to show like your hands to people because you don't know how they'll react or they'll respond. They right. don't. You know what I mean? They might not like your your hyperness or your activity. So sometimes. Um, you learn to approach things um, with, you know, with humility and humbleness. Yes. So tell us a little bit about um, what's that been like for you and your journey with um, getting gigs and stuff as a DJ. Um, like it was one of those things where I, I had to teach myself that I don't always need to get paid for a gig. Right. If there's an opportunity there that could better me or my career, my brand or whatever, I would take it. For example, um, I did, you, everyone's familiar with Philadelphia's Brock Greater. Okay. His fear none. His fear none project. Yes. I did that concert. His sold out TLA show. Now that was my first sold out show, and I got called an hour before a sound check. Whoever they had canceled. Uh, people mm. calling DJs, calling DJs, and I just so happened to pick up man TLA free gig, but sold out show, and that was it. Like. After that concert, 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 concert. Damn, and I, I think that too is uh sometimes opportunity presents itself in a way that um it you don't you don't know that is 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 beneficial in a in a monetary way, right? Yes. Like you kind of just probably look at it like, oh, it's Brian Grader. Let me go, let me go support the bro. Let me go support someone um who has something going on. Let me support someone. Um, in the city and is in a big spot. I get to DJ the TLA. I get to put this on my resume. I'm probably gonna get some dope footage. Um, these are the kind of things. Posted it. <laughs> <laughs> you said you ain't do most I of it. I said still be posting it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I think that's how I kind of started looking at a lot of this um, as a career. Like even um, our interview today. You know what I'm saying? I didn't ask you for a dollar, and you know what I'm saying? You didn't ask me for a dollar. Like, oh, you want to interview the D, the great DJ Lil? Oh, I need I need a tag. <laughs> you know, you got my tab, sir. But no, um, it, it, sometimes it's just for you to get the work in, and then that'll create revenue. That'll create some type of opportunity that could lead to revenue in the future, man. Yeah, some, someone approached me at a uh, book release, probably was, I think a week ago, two weeks ago. And just telling me they've been following me for a while, and I'm just so inspirational to them in their career. 
and that, that felt different. Like, I always talk to my friends, like, Yo, you know, you a celebrity and all that. I'd be like, man, I'm here with y'all. We in the crib again. Ah, man. <laughs> it's amazing how you feel that way. It's definitely amazing. Um, Because I could definitely say, um, I, I think it's just social media. I think people watch and they see us um, go through our struggles. They see us go through those trials and tribulations and, and still make it happen. They still see us show up. Um, they still see us keep working somehow, you know what I mean, and that's inspiring. Yeah, I, I learned that um, you know a story will a story will sell. You know, right. you got you know you got a story to tell, people will listen. And he was just saying like he said he he'll be watching me. I, you know, I post funny shit on the gram all here and there. Right. And the next day, I'm on a, doing a show with Dirt. It's Crazy. Like, yeah. So it's just like he's like, yeah, man, shit just switch up, and you always working. Like it's all fun and games, but when you need to get some work done. I get it done. And I was like, man, I don't even, you know, give myself enough credit how much work I do, man. I do a lot of work. Like, I'm not playing music. That's facts. So tell us a little bit. For, well, before I even get in there, let me mm-hmm. let me introduce the people to the topic, right? So for us, um, even getting started with the show, it took a lot to, you know, invest in equipment. It took a lot to um, invest in space and invest in things that you know um, can help you create success and, you know, build generational wealth. Um, even when it came to starting getting things like an LLC, right? Um, tell us a little bit, a bit about your trials and tribulations um, with getting some of those things done. Before we start that, man, uh, I don't know what today is, but May 31st, I will be a full-time entrepreneur for five years. Let's go! Yes, yes, yes. yes. Trials and tribulations, man. Well, first off, I ain't come from... Wealthy home, you feel me? Right. I came from North Philly. If I gotta get it, if I gotta get something, I gotta get it myself. Get a job, whatever. I worked at Foot Locker for two years, which also gave me a lot of great opportunity. A lot of you know celebrities come in and out Foot Locker here and there. Um, yeah, man, equipment. Every Foot Locker check was equipment. See, and, and, and what's crazy is that means if if you took your Foot Locker check, because Foot Locker ain't giving you a million dollars. If you took Less your, than minimum wage at the if, time. If you took your Foot Locker check and board equipment, which started at like two fifty three hundred, that's then that's a cheap, a, a very cheap debt. Yes, and some Baby very toys. cheap speakers. <laughs> like you know, so if you taking a check to get equipment, that means you wasn't going out then. No, nah, man, I'm 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 really I'm an introvert. I don't go out. I don't I don't like being in large crowds. If I'm not working and none of that, um, very. Big, big on stage, right? Um, okay, that's wait. How we gonna get in there? Go, go. I'm gonna let you continue. Go ahead, go ahead. But, um, yeah, man. Someone commented on one of my pictures, like, yo, I'm one of my old coworkers. I remember, um, we used to spend every check. Was like, yo, I'm about to get some equipment. I'm about to go invest in learning some new shit with some DJs or whatever the case may be. I was like, yeah, man. And it got to a point where I like Foot Locker. But towards the enemy quitting and everything, yeah. I quit May thirty first, twenty seventeen. Okay, we almost there. We're almost there, yes, yes. And it was to a point where I was making more money a weekend than I was two weeks of paycheck at Foot Locker. So now it's like my Foot Locker, my my DJ money is my living money. My Foot Locker drawing new kicks. I got that discount new kicks every other week. Yo, shout out to you, fam. <laughs> shout out to you. No, it's crazy because um, no, I find myself in that position now because for a while. Um, I was only a radio DJ, right? Mm-hmm. I would only, you know, spin records on air. And I cause I got comfortable in that. You know what I mean? I really got comfortable in that. Um, and literally being with Coalition DJs, getting taken down to Atlanta, being around a, a bunch of DJs, and seeing that um, even those DJs, like like top show, mix show DJs, 
they get down and they learn the basics. They learn the scratch. They learn the rhythms. They learn uh, the different genres. They learn to even rock a crowd, even though that may not be their role 24-7. Right. It's just the, the process of learning and being passionate about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, it took a minute to uh, really find my passion in that lane because I was so comfortable with what I was already doing. Comfortability will kill your career, man. I done had moments. I was about to get there. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about um, because you talked before you talked. You just said uh, stage fright. Yes, stage fright. So, if you get uncomfortable on stage, tell us how you even conquered that to even be rocking a stage with Lil Dirt. Man, we talking thousands of people right now. Uh, man. Alcohol, man, I got a little I'll keep it G, man. I'll get about four or five shots before a show. Yeah. Like, for example, I did part of Travis Scott Astro World Tour. Yeah. 16,000 people. the Stadium, Penn State. 16,000 people. Yeah. Man, I hit that stage. Almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Almost threw up. I said, get me some alcohol right now. I got to loosen up. But, yeah. um,. Yeah, man. Like I said, I, I don't really like being around people. I'm just, I'm just a solo boy. You feel yeah. me? And um, I learned like now that I have a big name and a brand, I have an image to uphold. Exactly. I have an image, and that's like on social media, on a gram, and all that. Like he said, he see me working. I was like, you have to see me working. I have to keep y'all here. You feel me? Exactly. So um, I just, just some stuff I just I practice with. That's just that comes with experience. You know, doing these big clubs like all right. I know I don't got to speak to everybody in here. I know I don't got to deal with them. I know everyone's not looking at me. And um, and for, like for the concerts and shows, there's that, like you know, hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah, there was um one thing I used to always just talk myself into was just uh, yo, don't be bitching. They're here to see you. You feel me? Exactly. They're not coming to judge you. They're here to have a good time with you. So make sure that make sure that happens. Um, my man DJ Richter, a good friend of mine, he always preaches this one quote that I take to heart, is that um. Everyone can DJ. Not everyone can create an experience. Damn, I like DJ that. Jason. I like that. I really do. I think, um, shoot, to be honest, I think that's what's, what's kept me here so long. <laughs> I think for me, because, uh, as like I said, when you when you spin records uh, on a station, it's a it's a lot different than creating an experience at an event. Um, and I think for me, just being able to do that, to just kind of just show my energy, be me and kind of be with the people versus, um, I guess, like trying to the DJ. I get, I think that's what's gotten me so far, because sometimes it ain't. I'm telling you, I don't I, I personally feel like uh, I had a photographer come up to me after I finished DJing at Mirage on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, yo, bro, you did a thing. You know, I mean, how long you been DJing? I was like, bro, I'm new to this. He was like, for real, how long? I've been three years. He like, three years? I was like, you knew, but not. No, no, no. I, I said, this. I said, no, dial it back. <laughs> Digress, my friend. I'm new. I am new. Because, like, I look at people like Alamo. You got to see, like, I'm looking at my CEO. I'm looking at Alamo. I'm looking at um, Jazzy Jeff. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at I'm looking at the greats. And I'm saying they've been doing this 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And, bro, they don't. They get they got to this level where they it, they just they don't even they can play anything. People just rolling. Yeah. And like that's where I'm like until until I'm 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 I feel like I'm close to that, I'm new still. 
even if I'm doing it for two two years later and I'm five years in a game, I'm still new. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's all about it's all about creating that experience, man. And especially when you got a brand and name behind it, like yeah, they're they're already coming to see you, so you good. And now you just gotta keep them there. So tell us a little bit about um, creating a brand. Um, we both uh, have brands. We both have LLCs. Um, what what was it like for you, um, just kind of getting that together? Well, you kind of always kind of told us a little bit about um, Brobo kind of forcing it on you, like, no, you DJ Lil now. I am DJ Lil. That's that's what yeah, it is. People don't people don't call me Kyle Like people uh, people don't know my name. Like right, they they know DJ Lil. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually so I had like you know a five year plan which yeah. started when I um which is ends this month. Um, twenty twenty was a year where. But I was going to be more business oriented because every year I'm trying to scale money wise was 30,000, 35,000. Um, 2020, I want to say I made, did I make 50? I think I made 40 something. Ooh, like let's go. And in independent. Independent, yes. And in, in, 20, in 2021 was, uh, you know, the plan was I have a reminder, you know, reminders on your phone every Sunday, Facts. 1 at 1 p.m. I pop on my phone, make $1,000 this week. Right. And um, that was my goal to make $50,000. And I did accomplish that goal. And then some last year, with a, you know, with a two-week vacation, 52 weeks in a year. Let's um, go. All independent, y'all. Yeah. Um, so 2020, you know, COVID hit and everything. That was supposed to be my year for business. And that's the one. I was like, DJ Diamond Cuts is my mentor. Okay. So Shout um, out DJ Diamond Cuts. Bang, 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 bang. She hit me <laughs> But she, um, she was telling me, like, you know, your name will only get you so far. Yeah. Like DJ Lil, all right, cool. But your brand is what sells. She has a brand. You feel me? Right. So she just give me all this game on that. So now I'm, you know, I'm getting my logo. I got my logo made 2020. I got my LLC trademark and everything 2020. Um, hired marketing teams. That's when you know this is just time to start expansion, right. expanding your brand. So that's that's still I'm actually still in kind of like that right now because 2021 was hell for work. I worked exactly. Uh, man, September twenty twenty one, bro. I had I uh, people will quit. People will quit. People will will disappear without an explanation, and then you be like, "Yo, like what happened?" <laughs> and like so so. Trust me, I definitely get uh the the COVID thing. The COVID thing. I think it collapsed a lot of people' businesses. Um, and that's why the government had to give us so much money. It was like, what? Shout out PUA. <laughs> Shout out PUA, man. You saved us. <laughs> you saved, you kept us entrepreneurs in business, man. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. So um, after that, so you said you um, into expanding now. So let the people know if they interested in working with DJ Lil, how can they do that? Man, DM me, call me, catch me in traffic, man. I'm, I'm not a Hollywood dude. You feel me? I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'm always down for making money. I'm also down for creating experiences with people. Facts. So, man, just please reach out. Book DJ Lil at gmail.com on the gram or anything. I am DJ Lil everywhere. It's not. It's cash, everywhere. Cash app. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is I am no, DJ Lil. You feel me? It, it's crazy that you said, um, not crazy, but it's, it's dope. And for real, for real, that you, you said, I'm not a Hollywood type bull. Um, and a lot of people who, um, who would be in your position might be or, or, or people would assume that they would be like you working with diamond cuts um you're an active member here you're you're teaching people um you're also a specialist engineer. engineering now yes sir. you got a lot going on bro so i think uh, um a lot of people assume that people in your position 
um, are just not receptive, right? Um, so tell us a little bit about um, some of your experience working with some of the people either around here or in the city. Um, so I'll, I'll start with DJ Diamond Cuts. Uh, she did a meet and greet with DJ Mustard. Okay, that's dope. At Foot Locker, and I was working there. You know, my, my manager, you know, was like, yo, I know you're aspiring DJ and all that. Go speak to her. I'm bitching. I don't even like talking to people. Like I right. said, like, I'm not going to talk to her. And then, he's, you know, the great cliche, closed mouths don't get fed. Exactly. I went to, you know, spoke and everything. She gave me her number. And that's big sis now, locked in. Like, we do everything together. That's crazy. See, and it's, it's wild that... um. It's just wild that like you were saying like oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm bitch I don't want to go she I don't want to go holler. I started DJing and now I'm like yeah. I call her up. Yo, you want to do my can you do my birthday party? Like you feel like, me? I and want- that's and that's how things change. That's how you kind of jump on an opportunity, man. Like I think for a lot of people, um, they'll see an opportunity present itself and they just they won't feel like they're ready. Um, I think like again, I'll I'll go back to this show. Um, when it when it came to expanding into our own station, like I just I people kept saying it, like no, bro, like y'all need your own like network. I need to, you know, what I'm saying y'all could do something bigger. And I'm just like, what do you mean? This is FM. We're on <laughs> FM, bro. We're on <laughs> FM. We, yes. we, where can where else can we go? And then it kicked in later, um, you know, with the realization that you know uh, you can't be. So here's a tip for anyone who wants to expand their podcast into a radio show right right um you can't do that if you have like any um other networks branding in your brand so remember how like you said this is where branding is very very important Mm -hmm. because if you if you want to be syndicated or you want to be other other spaces your brand has to be neutral it can't have like like i can't have wxpn on my thing if I'm trying to be syndicated in LA on whatever their thing is. Our radio. Yeah. You see what I mean? So it was that's what it was. And like I was like, geez, I didn't know I was holding myself back. So again, just to go back to your point about branding, when you're building a brand, um make sure that it one hundred percent represents you mm-hmm. and make sure that And your mission. Yeah, and your mission. That's another thing too. Um the mic uh a lot of it was like the mic you see is the mic 106.5 right but the mic didn't necessarily represent 106.5 right because like 106.5 is a non-profit organizations you know what i mean for the community members and so yeah. forth the mic no 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 no. we a hip-hop media company that's for the culture and we amplifying the culture so it was another thing was just like um that that rebranding of figuring out um, our branding making it represent us more than it represented anything else. Right. So that when it, it didn't matter what network we were ever on, if we ever went anywhere, we got bigger, we got smaller. It didn't matter. Our brand would always stand uh, represent the same thing. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about your brand and what you what you want it to represent. Um, like I said, man, when all action DJs, DJ Richter, creating experiences for people. Right. Um. You gotta be memorable. I feel like, and I and, and I've had people you know follow me on the gram after a concert show. Yo, your set was lit. Thank you. I'm at everything you're doing now. Right. Which is cool. I was like that. That, that means what I'm doing is right. Like I, what I'm doing for my brand and my name is right. This is what I want people to do. I want people to you know go out have a great time, and then have that sit forever. Right. You gotta sit forever. Um. 
Yeah. Just the experience. Just the experience. Yeah, I think that's dope too. Um, shout out DJ Richter. Richter, all action DJ. Yeah, so I think it's important. You you also got a company too, I think, right? Um, we work in entertainment. We work in ENT. So tell us a little bit about uh your business, developing your business, and what you guys do. That is a partnership. We work in ENT is my man DJ Swelly's company, who I met in college. And okay, I, shout out the fans. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was just you know he started that I want to say high school. Yeah, it was family company, all DJs, engineers, performers, NCs. Um, and just me being a good college friend, you know, everything, you know, I tagged along with the business and that they, they also taught me a lot of things business wise. Cause right. I was still early in my career. It wasn't early. I was DJing for like six years when I got to college, but yeah, I'm just DJing get paid dip. I mean, he allowed a background stuff, you know, contracts, um, how to send proper emails and stuff like right. that. Like we working in T put me in a good position to be by myself. Like as a brand, right? And now you know that's a that's a good partnership that I have where we working into. Um, yeah, man, I think that's dope, bro. Um, that you you was blessed to have people in your life, um, to kind of help help guide you to the person you wanted to be. They seen you, oh, he working. He had, he had so he was he was at grandma cook my cookout tearing it up. You got bring him through, and then people just said, "No, I see the potential in you." Um, and and I'm gonna help mold you into what you want to be. I think that's dope. So for people who, you know, that not not in that position, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they don't have uh, anyone around them, um, like the other DJs that were around you mm-hmm. or, or like Alamo that I have around me. Um, what could what some advice you could give them um, to maybe help them uh, step up their game and go to the next level? Yeah, man. Um, I, I was one of those people before. Like, I didn't really, like my family, I wasn't always going to be a DJ. I was a D1 recruit athlete out of Philadelphia. And um, got in an accident my senior year of high school, lost my all my offers and stuff. Yeah. So like, this DJ shit wasn't the plan, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, it worked out. It's just consistency. I want to say, I want to say consistency has probably been the the biggest part of my career. Like, I mean, the biggest that gave me the biggest growth. Um. Yeah, like I was saying, comfortability will kill your brand, kill your name. Like, you get comfortable, you get stagnant. And you just gotta just be consistent, keep working all the time. Like, That's facts. No matter what you're doing in it. Yeah, and and it's funny because I can really attest for that, bro. Um, like you you speaking right to me with that oh, one, bro. Because like <laughs> I'm telling you, I got really really comfortable, um, just doing radio, bro. And, and I, I'm so I love it so much. I'm so passionate about it. Um, I was I was like blocking my view from how much more things I could, how many more things I could be doing. Right. Um, so even even this, just like um, the interviews, right? Um, I was before the DJing, the music came along. I was so focused on just doing the interviews. People started asking, like, "Yo, where's the music? Like, y'all got a whole radio show, yo? Where's the music?" Right. So it those like it just kind of came to it, and um, even what you said about DJing not being wasn't always the plan, right? No, couldn't tell you. I wasn't a DJ when I first got <laughs> on the radio. Couldn't tell you. They this kept asking it. for music. They said, well, how do we play? You got to get some turntables. Uh, me? I me? Gotta. <laughs> I got to get them? Yeah, because they want you to play the music. So, um, yeah, and I, I literally took the step of, like, I called up one of my bros that I knew that DJ for some years or whatever. I seen him DJ, like, you at Family Cookouts. Mm-hmm. I said, bro, so look, I got this new radio gig, and I need to learn how to DJ. <laughs> 
So he was like, all right, bring, you know, bring your stuff over. And you know what I'm saying? And he, he like, he kind of turned me to basics. Um, you know, the controller with it, a little beginner starter controller. I right. still got it to this day. The little, uh, the little Serato party mix is like a super mini with controller. The, yeah. Like with the, the little lights on the, on the back. back. Yeah. The lights, yeah. <laughs> I still have, I still have that one little one. No, it's like my, my representation of like what I learned. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now I'm getting into, uh, making the bigger investment, one of the more expensive controllers. But, um, I'm just, I'm just grateful that, um. You know what I mean? That I'm even able to use one of those now. Like, I even know how to use one of these. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, man. All come experience and knowledge, man. It all, it all transfers, you feel me? I remember my first drums, I paid my man. My man stole it from his school. <laughs> he was like 14. He stole it from his school. And it was a control. It was an IDJ, Newmark IDJ3. You could put the yeah. iPad iPod with the wide charger, like yeah, old as shit. I'm like, gonna learn this joint. He said, "It gave me a beam, gave him a beam for it. rocking party." And you could play joint. off an iPod. Yeah, I mean, it was hooked up to a computer too. But yeah, it was like also like you know, want to go to the bathroom, some turn the iPod knob up, turn put the music on on the joint. It's oh, already docked man. on there. Yeah, super. That's thorough. dope. Yo, it's crazy how we get have our uh, like real humble beginnings, bro. Don't even real humble no, man, they don't know. And and it's crazy because like like you said, when you have people who feel like um, you're doing like really really big things, and to you like you you just working like you know what you're I mean right like, dude <laughs> exactly like I'm I'm still doing weddings and and, and corporate pop ups yeah. <laughs> like I don't feel like I really made any made it anywhere I just feel like you know like you said um I'm 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 able to you know pay my bills right I'm mm-hmm. I'm able to be independent and pay my bills um amen. And even for me, I don't stop my part time. <laughs> Praise to you, good brother, because I ain't quit my part. I still go in every Saturday or Sunday. I might, you know, dibby into the twenty dollars an hour and then go go get that real quick. Man, yeah. it, it wasn't even it wasn't even on that. Like, like I said, I was I was still in the football and everything. Yeah, and then they was just on some like I I didn't I didn't have a plan when I quit. Yeah, I, I'm gonna put that out there like. I was quicker. They were stressing me out, and I was on some. Yo, I make more money than y'all will ever pay me now. Like, yeah. I'm, make I'm bringing in eight hundred dollars every other week, a thousand dollars every other week. When Footlocker like giving me three or four every other week, like they're not giving me nothing. Right. I was like, hey man, they told me some. I said, don't put me on the schedule this day. That's like a day I don't work. Put me on there. They told me figure it out. Mm. You gonna be here? or You not? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm never coming back. I think I, I'm grateful for that though. Like I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, like my part time GM, she's like mm-hmm. super cool. She knows I'm a DJ. Um, they put me like one of the last gigs I work mm-hmm. um, was a corporate pop up event. They gave me that gig. Um, so they do good. They don't just try to put me to work. I like that that they kind of try to give me gigs too. So yeah. it's not like That's I'm just thorough. yeah super thorough. Yeah. So like I said, I didn't I didn't have the traditional save six months before you quit your job. Yeah. Have your consistent clientele. I said fuck it. <laughs> that's facts yeah, and it's man. crazy because i be feeling like that now too because it's like if i'm near um it's it's kind of a contradiction because like if i'm near i know like like bro y'all just paid me 500 dollars for a gig yesterday for like three four hours and now i'm here working eight hours for 20 dollars an hour and i'm kind of tripping inside like so it, it it get it does get to you there where you just like man this this seems dumb it kind of seems pointless because i'm making so much more Spinning records. Yes. Um. 
you use your job to, to to fund your dream. That's what I'm already doing, good use brother. Your, use your I job think, to um, fund the dream, man. That was that was the that was the unformal idea I had. Like I didn't yeah. wasn't saying that when I was you know 15, 16, 17. You just was doing it. I was just doing it, but now like looking back, like it's just a game, like. Yeah, no effects. It, it definitely is game. I think anybody that's uh, locked in and that's that's listening, um, you should definitely take heed to that. Like, if you have a part time job and you want to be a creative, um, keep your job. You know what I'm saying? Not to say just nothing because wrong you, with a job. It's nothing wrong with it because uh, again, like in my case, your manager may be so cool where they respect it and be like, you know, I'm not just going to have you working. I'll, I'll give you gigs too. And I, I think that's for me. That's what kept me there so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's only on maybe two days a week. But again, she'll throw me a gig here. You know, what I'm here and there. She'll throw me a gig, and yeah. they re- pay very well. <laughs> your relationships will get you far, man. Your, yeah, uh, your network is your net worth. Yeah, and I, I, it's crazy how I hear that every time. I think it's there's probably if I go back into our archives, there's probably <laughs> like out of the fifty some interviews we didn't had so far. Shout out to the mic, man. <laughs> Yo, we got over 50-some episodes. Shout out to you, DJ Lil, Thank for you. being episode 53. Man, <laughs> three seasons, man. Three seasons. It's been a crazy journey, man. DJ Lil, I appreciate you doing this interview, good brother. Let the people know where they can follow you at or any closing remarks. Do your uh, thing. You can find me on all social medias everywhere, man. I am DJ Lil. Real sweet, real simple. Um, I have a project coming out featuring Philly's hottest artist, y'all. All their hottest artists. Give us a hint. Give us a hint. Give me a hint. It's called Who Am I, man? And every song title is an adjective or something to describe me, who I, who I am as a person. That's I and DJ Lil. Okay. And um, you know, you know, tour just signed a million dollar deal with Dope Records. Let's go. Uh, he's on tour. He was on tour with Dirk this past you know few weeks. Y'all already know. Yes, sir. I got tour on the project. I got lights. Who you know who was Meek artist? I got drama. Uh oh. Um, I got DJ Tiz. I got Beats. I got I got a lot of notable names on the project, man. I'm really excited to get it, y'all. I, I postponed it for about a year and a half now, but it will be out this summer. Yeah, man. So make sure y'all lock into the album. Make sure y'all follow DJ Lil on all platforms, man. Listen, this is your host, DJ J. So I appreciate y'all for locking in with me, man. Meet y'all next time. Yes, Peace sir. out. Turn it on. Turn it up. With the mic.